Thanks for downloading the Beyond the Money podcast. If you hear anything on today's show that you need clarity on or to make that first consultation, give the team a call, 727-334-0024 or always online at mycampbellandco.com. As always, thanks for listening. Now, let's get to the show. Hi, this is Jackie Campbell, Certified Financial Planner and Certified Public Accountant of Campbell & Company, Wealth Advisors and CPAs. And on the podcast with me today, Beyond the Money, is Stephanie and Ethan Bull. And welcome. Thank Thanks, you, Jackie. Jackie. I know you work with executive assistants. You were executive assistants. So you kind of, your husband and wife, and you you came up with this business together to really help everyone, especially in the past couple of years, dealing with remote executive assistants. And I, I mean, I personally probably could take on two or three more and keep them busy 24 hours a day. Um, so I understand the value and the importance of having that person to, to really help you. And so you have a business, uh, Pro Assistant. And you also have a book, and the name of that is 29 Hour Workday. And it's not to make you work 29 hours, but it's actually to free you up and give you more production. So tell me a little bit about that and how you got started. So, uh, yeah, with the book, we saw an opportunity since we made the transition to working in full time W 2 roles to starting this business and working with clients instead of bosses. And we noticed that we were encountering either potential clients who wanted to make sure that they were getting the most out of their assistance support or entrepreneurs, small business owners who never had an assistant before. And we felt that there was an opportunity to kind of write an instruction manual. And that's the 29 hour workday. And we call it the 29 hour work day because we focus on the five performance multipliers that an executive assistant can handle for a client and give that client back five more hours a day uh, by leveraging an EA in those five performance multipliers. And real quick, those are being a business partner, a chief of staff, a project manager, an assistant slash scheduler, and a personal assistant. So anything that you can do to pass tasks, projects in those verticals off to your assistant, that will give you back time. And that's really the name of the game. So it's really adding 29 hours. Five more hours. Adding five more hours. hours. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 29 would be better. You know, I'm a multiplier. So, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know how entrepreneurs are. We're always looking how to to make it go a little bit further. Um, So I love what you're doing here. And I, you know, I haven't read the book, but I did listen to it on Audible. And that to me is just much easier because I can listen to it, you know, in piecemeal when I'm traveling. And I picked up a lot of really good things. And even though I've worked for 30 years, I've had assistance and I probably didn't give them uh, fair opportunities on the very uh, starting and onboarding and, you know, just having those little things like the checklist and all, I mean, you're super organized with, with how to bring on a new EA. Yeah. It's part of the process that we use when running our business. Yeah. So, yeah. And so you both have been, you know, working with uh, executive assisting of some sort or in the corporate world, and then you just decided to, to kind of start your own business. Tell me a little bit about how that happened. Uh, yeah, so 
we, well, we met in New York City and it just so happened that we were both working as executive assistants. I was working in finance. So I worked for the CEO of a hedge fund for eight years and then made a very brief foray into the world of fashion when I worked for the CEO of J Crew, and then decided to go back into finance for another hedge fund CEO. So I was really focused more in the finance world. And Ethan was working in advertising, marketing. Uh, he started in entertainment. Then we moved to Rochester um, about eight years ago, so upstate New York, and he was working in the healthcare industry. You were overseeing how many assistants? 80. 80 assistants. But after a short time there, we basically figured out that, hey, we can translate what we were doing as full-time assistants in New York City to actually running our own show in upstate New York. And it's a little, it was a little bit difficult in that transition because if you can think about it, you know, in New York City, there's thousands of roles for high-level executive assistants in upstate New York, not so many roles available. So we kind of had to create our own roles in our own company to help realize our value that we were getting in New York and bring it up to upstate in our current lifestyle. So we launched Pro Assisting, um, the current iteration in 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's been five years. It's been great. It's wow. been an adventure. So really and truly the whole coronavirus, I mean, that really helped your business. And that was necessary for every uh, real small business, medium and large business to really figure that all out. Sadly, yes, you're right. I think the one difference and in Ethan really handles almost 100% of our sales um, and those phone calls he was having prior to the pandemic, some people had a really hard time understanding remote work and mm -hmm. the idea that your executive assistant wouldn't be right outside your door. And it just was a foreign concept for some people. All of a sudden, fast forward to the pandemic and so many people are working remotely and it became a much easier sell, really. Right, right. Yeah, they were probably lined up and you probably <laughs> unfortunately had a lot of opportunity, but you, know, you just you don't know until you actually try it. And, you know, now I think a lot of people are really comfortable, you know, being able to have that remote and or work, you know, a hybrid or whatever um, position that you need. So I think that, you know, definitely changed the world as we knew it probably put us ahead five years of where we would have ever gone on our own. Yeah. And I felt that our current clients, as well as the prospects that we were talking to, really kind of did a, a deep dive in terms of what they wanted and um, how they wanted their life to look. And the pandemic really kind of sharpened in everyone's mind what was important to them. Right. And time became that component that they wanted to cherish. And the ability to bring on an assistant uh, in a fractional basis remotely to give them back time became more of a priority than working 24 seven and just grinding. And we noticed that with some of our clients in terms of expanding what they would do uh, to get them back time, whether that is, you know, private air travel or, you know, carving out more vacations throughout the year. People done a real self-assessment. I don't know how long that's going to hold, but it was definitely noticeable and, and still is right now. 
Yeah. Well, I, I believe I've, I've maybe met you and strategic coach along the way, some relation or connection there. But, you know, Dan Sullivan always talks about the four freedoms, you know, freedom of time, freedom of relationships, freedom of purpose. You know, the freedom of time, that is just something that, you know, we all have the same amount. And if you can have someone, I think I've read in your study that what 40% of what an executive assistant or a board member or, um, you know, any business owner would do, somebody else can help them do it and free up more time to either one, generate more business or to have that freedom of relationships, um, you know, and freedom of purpose and do something that, you know, they really want to to do if they had the a little bit extra time there. So I really appreciate that um, both personally and, uh, you know, being in business for 30 years, we work with a lot of higher level entrepreneurs. We work with a lot of smaller business owners too, and those are distinctly different. And, you know, the way that they they think and and run the business. So um, but also even working with our retirees, many of them, you know, they retire, but they take those skills and they never really, quote unquote, want to retire. They end up working for nonprofit organizations, their board members, they do consulting. Uh, So they stay just almost as busy as when they were working full time. And so you you work with those types of individuals as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. That non-executive board director, uh, you know, the former C-suite executive at a Fortune 1000 company who now sits on two or three publicly traded boards, maybe has some philanthropic goals and and sits on some uh, philanthropy boards then are also active in their community. They leave those C-suites from those Fortune 1000 companies and then they don't have support. And we really offer them that option without for a fraction of the cost of a full-time employee and executive assistant support at a high level with, with EAs who have done the role, um, understand it and, and can really, as you say, give them back time. So they, they do get to retire, but yet they're still, they're still exercising that muscle and that experience. And that's just the third season of their career, basically. Um, And so that's been really interesting and eye-opening for us to see how many people are out there at that level and who know what great support is worth and what their time is worth and how to leverage great support and get more time back and live the life they want to lead. And so it's been really great. I know working with a lot of people when they transition into retirement, they're accustomed to having that, you know, the right arm, their assistant, their executive assistant, uh, really just take care of everything, you know, from travel to keeping their their calendar, their schedule. And then uh, many couples and, you know, you work together as a couple. So I can't wait to hear, you know, how you navigate through through that. But, you know, one will retire and the other one's already been at home and they're like, oh, no. I'm not your assistant. (laughs) (laughs) You need to get one of those. (laughs) So, um, but so talking about that, I mean, I work with the family. We're a family business. We have multiple family members of a few of us, a few of my partners that also work here with us. And, and, you know, it just makes dinner. It makes, you know, all the holidays a little different when there's a, a business mix to your conversation. So how do you as a couple of a young family, when you started this, uh, you know, being married and being married with children, two different things, I think. <laughs> how did you navigate through all of that? To be totally honest, we're, we're still finding our way with that. It takes a lot of practice. And you know, I think we probably overly communicate with each other. I mean, with the business, it's like, you know, 
the business has really, I think, forced us to be better communicators with that, but then also in our personal and family life, because like you said, I mean, those, those lines are blurred. I mean, at the end of a long day, you know, the kids are finally in bed and we sit down to watch a show we're excited about and Ethan will pause it and be like, oh, I forgot to tell you X. And then, you know, we watch for a little while and I'll say, oh, and then, you know, that's not always the case, but it's hard. We, I think are both good about if we need to vent and talk about a problem we're having with the business, we'll talk it through. But also I try to be good about saying, you know, I just, I'm tired. I can't wrap my head around that. Can we talk about it tomorrow? But it's a work in progress. Yeah. It's showing grace when either I am at my wits end or she, she's, we're just full. But the other thing I would say is we're really good at having that quick business conversation and then turning it off mm-hmm. and not worrying about, oh, I'm having a conversation with my wife. We're out on date night and it's 638 in the PM in the evening. This is not the right time. We'd rather just have that conversation and then put a pin in it and move on and enjoy the rest of our date night. And so, you know, the life of an executive assistant, frankly, is that at a high level, that 24 seven mentality, and there's no boundaries around work hours. Obviously with our service, we do place some boundaries around work hours, but as an EA, you're ready to jump in at a moment's notice. So I I think that we were, we've been really good there. And we're also very grateful that we can leverage, you know, technology to provide the service we provide at a really high level We've got 30 assistants across the country and we compensate them better than any other remote support space out there. And um, knowing that we've got that team providing that high level support is is really gratifying. And it's about conversations and and sometimes having difficult conversations. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten really good at that as well. So I just, I want to say we're extremely grateful for where we're at. And, you know, from an entrepreneurial mindset, we may have made ourselves unemployable. uh, And that worries us, you know, in terms of, you know, if the business just crumbles, then we have to go out and find new jobs. And we will, we would, but we're actually really having a lot of fun right now when we can manage the stress and the, the ups and downs of running a business. That's great. I love hearing about um, success stories, especially with family-owned businesses, because um, you know while I know it's a little bit more of a struggle, you know at least you know you've got some some support really close, so that also makes it a little bit easier in some ways. Well, Stephanie and I have been sharing war stories or, or work stories across the dinner table for twenty five years, or going on twenty five years anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, and so that has been really beneficial for both of our careers because we've always had that sounding board of someone who's in the trenches and totally gets it. Mm -hmm. And we serve that role with our assistants and, and that helps. Um, So we're just really grateful for that as well. I think I remember hearing one, uh, I think it was you, Ethan, you actually have some, a degree or some training and experience in hospitality. I, well, my, I grew up in my dad's restaurant. Um, and we consciously talked about hospitality from when I was nine years old on, you know, and then as my career kept going on the EA side, I kind of reached back and kind of brought that 
knowledge and experience back to the now. And we really feel that, you know, AI is coming uh, down the pipe at the assistant role and, and what it can do. Um, but we do feel that taking a service and raising it to the level of hospitality takes that emotional intelligence, those interpersonal skills that can make the clients or someone who's interacting with the client go, wow, I don't know what it was about Stephanie, but I loved interacting with her. And she just, I, I look forward to communicating with her again. And that is, that's something that I think at our level and what we're doing is something that, that artificial intelligence may have a little bit harder of a time catching up to, but then it's about executive assistants leveraging AI on behalf of their principals and clients so that then they can really still provide that human hospitality, but leverage and get more efficient off of the technology. I love it. I think um, hospitality seems to be something that I don't know about you, but every time I have to dial a number and it's like press three, press seven, it's like ugh, just zero, 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 you know, just give me yeah. I, I, I know, a human being. Yes. Yeah. It's very frustrating. And I think yeah, that is something that most people miss is that, you know, that hospitality, you know, how can I really help you? Just knowing that someone is actually listening to you, depending on what you're calling for. Um, so I, I agree with you on that. I think the, the human component component and you know sometimes just listening and then helping somebody kind of reprioritize a few things you know everything can't be the same urgency and priority at the same time you kind of have to you know help but I would imagine that's what a lot of what your executive assistants are doing with their uh, entrepreneurs is really kind of helping them prioritize things yes absolutely and I and I agree with you I think sometimes it's just like walking through even a schedule and having that sounding board your EA it just, it just helps. It's therapeutic to feel supported and know someone has your back. And if, you know, something changes, they're on it. And um, yes, it's obviously a really chaotic world and um, having human support feels really nice. <laughs> yep, for sure. Um, so where do you see things going in the future? You know, we talked a little bit about AI. I mean, do you see that just being able to leverage and even help even more? I mean, that's the goal. You know, we are launching a training aspect to our business for executive assistants and AI is part of the reason that we decided to make that leap because we really want to connect with career driven executive assistants who want to leverage the technology the best they can provide that high level of hospitality and service as a quote unquote modern assistant, but also follow in our footsteps. I think what the internet and technology have done is allowed for career-minded individuals, no matter what your career is, to transition to working for clients instead of bosses and giving you kind of ownership over your own business or shingle, if you will. And, you know, we really saw it with IT professionals in the early 2000s when they were able to work for clients and handle their IT infrastructure and then bookkeeping kind of followed that path as well. And, and, and we really feel um, assistance support is, is there as well and moving in that direction. And it's giving a lot of, at least the people that we interact with, a high level executive assistant in major metropolitan areas, 
giving them access to move away in the second half of their career from those major metropolitan cities, still leverage their experience, be compensated appropriately and, and do the work that they know and love and the value they provide. And so it's just a really exciting time. And when you think about all the opportunities, whether you want to get more entrepreneurial or whether you, you want to find a new role that does value you and move up in that way too. I love it. I just love everything about your book. And uh, I actually have some new things that I'm going to implement with someone who I've been working with for a long time that I realized, okay, I didn't give them all the information to properly set them up um, to be more successful. And I love the way that you talk about it in your book. And, you know, of course, having the Audible book is just such a, a great advantage. And what was the name of the book again? The 29 Hour Workday. Love it. Um, and it's just really to leverage you, whether you're retired, um, still doing a lot of nonprofit, a lot of, you know, maybe you're still doing consulting, whether you're an entrepreneur and business owner. And I, one thing that I heard probably 30 years ago when I started my own business, um, because, you know, when you first start your own business, it's like, okay, I, I have a business, I have a, a, a corporation, you know, I'm, I'm official now. And um, you take every client that comes across the threshold. We used to call it a threshold client, right? Um, most businesses do that exact same thing because they're just excited to take it. But then eventually you get, you, you, you figure out, you know, who is the ideal client that you can actually help the best. Uh, and, you know, instead of having Having all these different, um, you know, a pet farm, so to speak, all kinds, everybody, every client, every person, every animal is all going to need to be fed and they're going to need to be cared for a little differently. Uh, so you kind of figure those things out. And I see that you've done that. You kind of have your grouping. Is there any industry that you work better with than another? We like to say we are in, a great executive assistant is industry agnostic as well as principal agnostic. The way what we say it, though, is our price point is at the higher end for remote support. You know, we charge by resources and one third, the resources of an assistant for us is $3,000 a month. So if you think about that in a yearly term, $36,000, I personally want to see a business, if it's a small business or a solopreneur, making north of 500,000 in revenue to justify such an expense. There are a ton of other options um, in terms of virtual assistance support, overseas support, we are playing more at the higher end and REAs kind of have that experience that could, you know, get them six figure compensation in major metropolitan areas. So I, I look at it more like that as opposed to industry, because most assistants, if they've, let's say, never worked in agriculture, but they're working for an agriculture firm that is, you know, got 200 employees and doing $30 million in revenue, they're going to get smart real quick on the business itself, the industry, knowing who's important, where's the priority and all of that. And then the other thing I would I just want to get in there is that we do include personal assistance support in our service. And so we just look at it in general as saving time whether that is planning a family trip for a 50th wedding anniversary or planning a company retreat or just handling your schedule in general and moving your eye doctor appointment to make way for that third prospect call where you think you're going to close business. So it's all intertwined in terms of how we look at comprehensive support. 
I love it. What great ideas. And I'm going to continue listening to your book. Thanks so much for the tips that you've already given to me and uh, what you're doing. I think it's, it's great. And as they say, if you don't have an executive assistant, you are the assistant. So <laughs> I think many, um, many entrepreneurs for sure, um, you should take a look and uh, check out your resources. What is the website? It's proassisting.com. And um, also, Ethan and I are both very active on LinkedIn. So Stephanie Bull, B-U-L-L and Ethan Bull. Thank you, Stephanie and Ethan. I really can't wait till you figure out that magic formula for spouses working together in a family business. <laughs> uh, that will just be that. That'll be the Cheery. next podcast. <laughs> yep. That's a work in progress. Yeah, it always is. And you said you've been married 25 years. We've been married, my husband and I, 37. And, you know, it's it gets easier, but I think we're going to have T-shirts made. It's a, a saying that we we actually borrowed from one of my partners and uh, she said he can't hear and I don't listen. So that's how we stay married. <laughs> <laughs> I there love you go. that. That's there you go. Great. That's so, awesome. <laughs> thanks so much for your time today. I really appreciate it. I'll have your information listed below and thanks for talking about beyond the money because this really is beyond the money for entrepreneurs and also for anyone who might continue working as a board member when they retire. Take care. Thanks, Jack. Jackie Campbell is an investment advisor representative with MarketGuard, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Exposure to ideas and financial vehicles discussed should not be considered investment advice nor recommendation to buy or sell any financial vehicle. This information should not be considered tax or legal advice. Individuals should consult with professionals specializing in the fields of tax, legal, accounting, or investments regarding the applicability of this information for their situations. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. Investments will fluctuate, and when redeemed, may be worth more or less than when originally invested.